Oh, hunk, it could be what worth about the hunk of, well, well, no, what's that song? Uh, hunk a hunk of burning love. Yeah, that's, that's Elvis. It's not hunk a chunk of burning love. <laughs> not hunk a chunk of burning love. <laughs> because that, if it was an Elvis reference, right. that's almost Chattahoochee worthy. <laughs> <laughs> hey everyone, welcome to the Thin Red Line. This is Mark. This is Dave. We're back side by side. Yes. Now, um, anyone, anyone with a podcast or with their buddies. Thinking about the movie Demolition Man from 1993. Correct. And trying to think of a thing to pair it with. What kind of food do we right. match up with Demolition Man? Anybody and their brother would go Taco Bell. Right. It's the obvious choice. You got to do Taco Bell. It's a funny joke in the movie. They talk about Taco Bell being the only restaurant in the year 2032. They won the franchise wars. They are the only <laughs> place you can go eat. Unless you're watching the international version, which you told me. Yeah, true story. Is a Pizza Hut. They scrapped it out. Um, but anyway, in the American version, the version that, that you've probably seen, if you've seen Demolition Man, Taco Bell. So you might be wondering, why aren't these guys doing Taco Bell and Demolition Man? You're looking at the title. You're like, right. what? Now, first of all, we, uh, we, take, we take that extra minute. And brainstorm to think of the next idea. We don't just right. take the first most obvious <laughs> idea. What do you think you're dealing with? <laughs> we take the better idea that comes when always you let the it, better idea. When you let it stew a little longer. So today we're doing Hungry Man, Frozen Dinners, <laughs> and <laughs> Demolition Man. Yes. Which besides having the man man uh, title play, also is nicely fitting because much like. Um, John Spartan, Stallone's character gets, and Simon Phoenix, Wesley Snipes' character gets True. frozen and then dethawed to, or just thawed, not dethawed, thawed. <laughs> just thawed. You don't need the defrosted the negative. Yeah, defrosted. <laughs> dethawed. He gets dethawed. <laughs> dethawed. Just like a hungry man TV dinner. Yeah. You, uh, you know, you pop it out of the freezer. You throw it in the microwave. You slit the film. Uh, and then you go to town after yeah. you, after you fluff the uh, mashed potatoes as per box instructions. So and remove the brownie. You've never had a hungry man dinner before. I, I have had TV dinners. I have okay, never had not this brand. I have never ever had a hungry man, and I couldn't tell you the last time I ate something like this. <laughs> but you've had this kind of experience with the plastic a tray. Long, it's been many and the sections of food many years ago. Are you talking like when you were still living with your parents as a kid or are you yeah, talking about young, like a college age? No. Scrounging for yourself kind I of I don't think thing? so. I think it would be like grade school. Okay. That, and everyone, the whole family would eat them? Like it's one no, for everybody? No, I, I feel like we like had a, a bunch of these and my, this is my like brother an and I would be hungry an after school snack. Sling one of those in the... Oh, you sling it. Sling it, into, <laughs> sling blade. Sling it into the microwave. and yeah. uh, But I don't remember it. I think I remember it was... Maybe like late at night eating these, maybe. Like sure. I was just hungry. So it's like the equivalent of like a frozen pizza. It's like a, like a maybe dinner, maybe snack type thing you throw in and, sure. and it gets you. You don't want to cook. That's what this through. is saying. That's what this is saying. Now, specifically what the Hungry Man is saying, if I remember, I remember seeing commercials for the Hungry Man meals when I was Was there a in slogan school. or a catchphrase? Well, the whole pitch of the Hungry Man is if you get any of these other competitors' dinners, it turns out not to be enough food for... A hungry man you know like it's enough food right. like on a technical level for someone who just right. wants a meal but it's not like substantial and filling and if you want substantial and filling yeah. you reach for hungry man um and it's the same idea it's right like whatever four sections yeah. on a tray except their pitch is this is more food they advertise in a big number here how much protein is in yeah. the hungry man dinner so this um, is just do you feel like even? I mean, it's 2023, and yeah. this is obviously geared towards men, <laughs> for sure. Right? This isn't hungry person, hungry woman. This is no. hungry man. Right? Okay. So you don't feel like the chance of a woman buying one of these is not happening. I mean, I'm sure there are people, but I'm I'm I'm, I'm just saying this. The hungry America. man company hasn't gotten any pushback. Like you're just saying, man, come on, you have to say woman too. Hungry person. Why isn't it hungry person? I don't think I don't think women want any part of anything. This. <laughs> They're just like this is such a stupid idea. We <laughs> don't want right. to fight for this. That's okay, right. but I mean, I can see that. I'm trying to think of other foods with man in them, like uh, like manwich, sloppy joes. Like right. is that? Is I mean, that, I get like, in the in the world. We you know you in other 
things you buy at the store, like razor blades. There's the whole pink section for the women, and there's the guy, you know, shaving creams yeah. and shampoos. Right. This is girl stuff. This is guy stuff. So you're stuff. saying the hungry man is in a big blue box. Maybe right next to it, there could be hungry woman, and it's a pink box. Yeah, and but what would, I mean, <laughs> it's different foods. <laughs> I guess. They maybe. can do both sides of the aisle there. <laughs> right. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Anyways, this. Stupid. There's a lot of options. I was in the freezer section today. Yeah. At, Tell them about at our options. local department store, and I was I was like, which hungry man meal? Because we we don't need to eat two, we don't need our own individual ones. We can probably nuke one, and that'll be enough enough for us to have the full experience. I think that was the right decision. And it was. But I said I was thinking to myself, which meal of the options would best um, represent the hungry man brand, and would be give them the best shot at being tasty because there were some i looked at i was like i don't know i feel like i might be doing them a disservice if the only one we have is the meatloaf with vegetables you know or the uh there was a turkey dinner with like gravy over sliced turkey no way and then a little vegetable medley on the side and some mashed potatoes you don't think that would have flown for you no, I probably would have taken the meatloaf over that turkey dinner. As you know, yeah, I have strong because, feelings. Because with meatloaf, turkey. you know you're getting like a shaped meat thing, and so that this one Whatever. is a slightly different shape. And I feel like that's like to. what this yeah. hungry man. We want meat and potatoes, right? Meatloaf. There was also, I should say, next to the hungry man section of the freezer, the hungry man select line, which were even more premium. They're like an, a dollar more. Oh. And they looked like a slightly more premium meal. There was like a Mexican dinner with oh. some, some look, looks like some kind of what wet, was it? What was that? Hungry thing. Man Supreme? Hungry Man Select. Oh, Select. Right. It was like we've chosen the best of the best and we put it in a gold But box. it wasn't like, oh, yeah. this is actually good food for you and less no. calories. <laughs> no, 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 no. This is just better food to eat. Yeah, this wasn't like the low calorie version or something. You didn't even bat an eyelash sodium. at that. Well, I felt like as much as I wanted to give them a leg up by not getting something I predicted would be gross, I didn't want to misrepresent the Hungry Man Correct. mainline product by right. getting the premium product and then maybe not having the real Hungry Man experience. So what I ended up choosing, which we've already sampled today, was the Southern Fried Popcorn Chicken Meal. Let me yeah. describe the tray. Um, <laughs> it's a black tray. It had four compartments. In the main compartment, popcorn chicken. How many were, do you, would you say were in there? I Pop- believe there were six. Six six popcorn chickens. Yep. And they were they were bigger than maybe. I don't, when you picture a popcorn chicken, if I picture a popcorn chicken, I would have pictured something smaller than these. These were like meatball size. They were like yeah. They were like I don't know, like an inch an inch across, like a chunk of uh you know white probably chicken breast and then yeah. breaded. So that was the main the main course, and then on the sides you had the mashed potatoes, which uh, the instructions tell you to fluff partway through the reheating process, and then fluff again at the end of the heating. And I did; I fluffed twice. And how long fluff. did this entire meal take to make? Um, it was four and a half minutes for the first round, and then there was some fluffing, and then I had to remove the brownie because there's a brownie component that doesn't cook for as long as everything else, so I removed the brownie after the four and a half minutes, and then you put it back in for an additional two and a half minutes. So we're talking seven minutes total of microwave on high cook time. Um, Oh, I didn't mention the corn. There's also corn. Yeah. Off to the side. Can't believe you forgot that. Can't believe you forgot the corn. So a brownie and corn, so four different things. Uh, The train's going by, if you can hear that in the background. (laughs) Bear with us once again. Can't hear the fan, though. Can't hear the fan. Um, so, the Hungry Man Dinner. Now, you had all these things. You tried every bit of it. I sure did. What's your What's your review? Is this something that's going to be a new staple in your in your kitchen, in your freezer at home? Um, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, not, and not because it... I don't know. So, well, let's just... We'll just walk through some of it. I w- the uh, first thing I tried was the chicken, and actually, I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah. The bar is low for this meal, obviously. Right. If it's high, you've got other problems. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's, Taking shots at the, uh, the fine folks who buy the Hungry Man product line. You might just go for the select. Yeah. Um, chicken was pretty good. Um, I liked it. A little spice to it. But for what I'm paying for, like if I went to... a this is fast food quality, so yeah. Like if I went to wherever Wendy's, McDonald's, and they rolled out this, I'd be like, yeah. And and actually, maybe a little bit, like you said, size wise, proportion wise, portion wise, it was good. 
Yeah. Um, yeah, so chicken, and I think that was my favorite. And I was actually surprised. Like, I like corn. I'm not a huge corn fan, but uh, that actually tasted really good. It had some good flavor to it. Um, so those were the stars for me. And then slightly more disappointing uh, was the brownie. I know yeah. you you liked it. I liked the brownie. Um, it was it was too dry for me. Yeah, and I, it kind of bothered me that you had to take the brownie out. It's a little fussy. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. bothers me. I don't even think you need. Just <laughs> get rid of the brownie. Why is, this, is there, Why is there even dessert involved in this? Well, you know, you've just had an incredibly salty dinner. <laughs> you need to chase it with a little sweet treat. I think that's only natural. All right. And then uh, the pota- potatoes, uh, disappointing. The potatoes were shockingly disappointing because I, it seems like as a civilization, we've mastered instant mashed potatoes. You know, you could you could buy a package of instant mashed potatoes and be very happy with yeah. it at home. And these were very gross. Yeah. Um, they're kind of very bland, very uh, right. dense, kind of pasty, I think was the word you used, which I think was a good a good descriptor. Descriptor. Um, the corn was good though. It was sweet. Was was moist. Had all the moisture. The mashed potatoes. What if I take that have. brownie out and I put a biscuit there? I wouldn't be opposed. Okay. That makes that maybe makes more sense. Even. I don't. I didn't look at the other options. I don't know if they all come with a brownie. Maybe it's just this right. one is the brownie. Okay. Des- or they, maybe they all have that dessert slot. I don't know. I don't know if the turkey dinner comes with a roll instead of. Oh a, right. You know, that yeah. would make more sense to me, but. Yeah, I, it's it's. Uh, Are you gonna buy more of these? No, um, <laughs> I think like you, I had one, I had one or two, but I think I had them in college. I was in that kind of an experimental phase of like, how do I feed myself? You know, right. like how do people do this <laughs> routinely? Um, and so you know, you, you're learning how to cook. You're trying to find things you can manage, <laughs> things that you you know you can handle. You yeah. don't really know what you're doing. You get the frozen pizzas. Maybe you get those those banquet pot pies. Those are good. Oh yeah, Luke's you big get fan the frozen of those. pot pie. And I I think I dabbled. I got one or two of the TV dinners going. Like, hey, I've heard of this as a thing. People do this, right? Yeah. I mean, and I, I could was eat like, it. yeah, it's kind of it's kind of not that exciting. And this wasn't flat out gross. No, it wasn't flat out gross. Um, but something about the tray is sad. Maybe if you made it all and then took it out and put it on a plate, you would feel like this is a this is a dinner. Right. But something about it coming out in the plastic tray with the sections feels like like it feels very childlike. You know, it's school lunchroom tray kind of. Uh, yeah. Do they put an age on there? <laughs> <laughs> like a like a maximum age or a, mi- a minimum a minimum age. There's some kind of rating so, system involved that, you know, parental guidance uh, required. No. No. You, like, you did note, though, there are oven instructions. So you could take yourself a cool 40 minutes and make this in your oven. But um, if you're taking 40 minutes to make a box dinner, what's what's happening? Right, you know, yeah. Like, shouldn't you be cooking something yeah, in, just the, make in something that 40 minutes? The whole, yeah. the whole selling point is... It's like an instant meal, quick, with easy. no work on your part. Right, like you don't need to do anything. So I don't, I don't understand that. But I guess if you don't have a microwave, you don't have a choice. Right. So you'd have to, you'd have to use, the which oven. would be the case at the ring house. So that's true. So if you had these, this that's the real limiting factor. You would never buy this because how would you prepare it? I'd have to make sure I have an hour. You'd have to set aside some time. <laughs> I'd have to figure out when I'm gonna be hungry, man. You gotta factor in preheating time. Yeah, you gotta do the whole oh, that always gets you. Yeah, you're a Yeah, hungry man. Dinner. Do you no. think it delivers though? I mean, you were rating movies last week based on based on what I thought at first and challenged <laughs> you about. An interesting scale. You weren't you weren't necessarily saying it was the best movies, movie. Yeah. yeah, a couple of the ones you said at the beginning of your list last week. You were really giving them a lot of credit for rising above your expectations. Like that was that you were you were crediting them that you know you went right. in thinking this how good could this be and right. it turned out like oh pretty good, right? As opposed to like just picking the movies that you feel like came out strong, right? Maybe or maybe you had higher expectations for and underwhelmed you a little bit even if they were still right. Yeah, like I mean you're movie. always bringing uh, something to any anything you see in terms of like what you know oh i either you really want to see it or you don't want to see it as much and then i do think those expectations mess with you you know a little bit where something the bar you 
you lowered it and it was better than you thought. And I don't know. Then I do think when I, I was also thinking about the list last week, it kind of sometimes you come down to like, what of these, which one would I want to go back and see again? And so that sometimes is like the right. X factor of right. trying to figure it out. And again, it's like, like all these lists, like could change as the wind blows. So, so do you want to go back and see hungry man again? I think that's, that's my a question. question. Um, if, how many years did have to pass before you eat another one of these? <laughs> what are we talking? I mean, it wasn't like <laughs> here. I don't. I don't imagine myself buying one. And yeah. um, so, I guess if I showed up somewhere and they're like, "We're having hungry mans," <laughs> I would be okay. Flush out the situation. <laughs> I, don't, for me. I don't know what, what group of people. Let's say, let's say one of your kids moves out. Yeah, one, I guess and that you go might visit be them, and yeah. you're like, "Well, what's you know what's for dinner?" And they're like, "Well, I've got a stack of hungry yeah. mans in the freezer." So we're really just talking about Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Luke. That was, that was low blow. Yeah, I'm you can do better kidding. than that. But um, yeah, yeah, you would you wouldn't turn it down. You'd be like, "Oh, hungry no. man, I remember." I, I like here's that. what I. What I will do for the first time ever, the next time I'm in the grocery store, I'll actually look. You'll look. To see them. They've we, I don't look. even know. I haven't even, I brushed past them. I couldn't I even tell, tell you, you, other than frozen foods, where to find there these There are things. so many different brands of this kind of thing. Okay. Like it's a whole, it's a whole aisle just right. of re- refrigerated doors right. and behind them dinners. Well, what is not, and it's not this, but what is happening is there's other things that's like actually good quality food. Yeah. Like people, yeah, I don't know what it's called, but what are they just like, we're going to make the meal for you and deliver it to you. It's probably super expensive and whatever. And right. But it also takes all the thinking out. So if you're like a person who likes to count calories and protein and right, you know, this tells you, this is exactly what you just ate. you know, yeah. 60% of your daily you allowance of eat. sodium and then, uh, also 26 grams of protein. Right. So there's a little upside. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, yeah. yeah so, there you go. Hungry Man. Well, hungry you man. did it. You did it. You can now say that you've... Uh, I've had it. Hungry had Man. Had the Hungry Man. Yeah. Now, you can also now say that you've had Demolition Man. You've, I've, I've <laughs> had Hungry Man and you Demolition Man. You had never man. seen it before. I'd seen it before. This is one of the rare occasions, I think, where I've seen something you haven't seen. Right. Um, um, I knew... It, I actually thought... I couldn't remember if I had seen it because I knew a lot of it and I, maybe it's just from my brother having seen it or right. people talking about it and yeah. I saw clips but I don't think I ever sat down and watched it as I did the other day so yeah and we, let's get into it yeah I guess let's so so this is Sylvester Stallone yeah. yeah Sandra Bullock this is why I think we're bringing it up because last week we brought it up or two weeks ago we brought it up because we were talking about speed Two, cruise control <laughs> Sandra Bullock movie Side by side with Tom Cruise, side by side genius with Tom move. Cruise. Um, and so this was on my mind. I think I you had mentioned even right. then that you hadn't seen it, and so it was like, okay, maybe maybe demolition. And I feel Man like if we went, here. went back to previous, I've mentioned it before. I'm pretty right. sure it's something that's been in the conversation. It's been in the air. Yeah, it holds a place in my mind for some reason. I think just yeah. as a quirky. Oh yeah, I like science fiction movies as a genre, and especially this era, like the like the sort of late eighties, early nineties of because they're all kind of similar, and there's a lot of bad okay. ones. But it's like, and you get like these big, bulky like these are the Schwarzenegger movies and the Stallone yeah. movie, and like these. It's a similar kind of guy who plays the lead, and it's like this is a funny era in movies. It like is. It's, it's a little over the top. There's some cool some cool special effects. There's a lot of bad special effects. There's some interesting ideas. There's a lot of bad ideas. It's just like a fun. Carnival ride. Of it is, like, a, yeah. Of, Carnival ride. I like that. Interesting, interesting ideas. Yeah. So I, I like this era um, a lot. But so, 1993, I guess, for demolition. Why don't you give folks the rundown of this, the synopsis of this movie? For sure. Those, for those who were like me in the dark. Yeah. Now, we, we will spoil this movie, so be be aware. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we're, it's 93. So, And I'll say this. We're not telling you anything you probably couldn't guess. The experience of the movie, I feel like, is not in the plots, twists, and turns. Like, or the joy of it is not in like, oh, I can't believe that just. Happened. It's no, just. It's more. It's this the attitude of yeah. it and the the shtick of it. Yeah. All. So the premise is this: we're following John Spartan, played by Sylvester Stallone. John yeah. Spartan is an LAPD uh, police officer in the year 1996. That's where the movie starts. So they're placing themselves in the near future first because um, the movie comes out in 93. They're starting it in 1996. And in 1996, 
Um, Stallone is a police officer. The world apparently is just a disaster, or at least Los Angeles is. It's like the opening shot is the Hollywood sign burning on yeah. fire as they kind of crest the hill. The helicopters are flying in, trying to find these. A lot of the other footage I found out was from the L.A. riots. Oh, wow. I didn't that realize that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Obviously not. Well, that's the Holly- kind of a darker. Not the Hollywood sign burning. <laughs> understory. Some of the other. Oh, wow. So, yeah, they're really trying to showcase L.A. as just this crime-ridden, run by warlords and gang leaders, and the main one being Wesley Snipes' character. <laughs> Simon Phoenix. Yeah, that's a. This, that's I would say of we kind of keep track of like people who have those great movie names. <laughs> Simon Phoenix has got to be up. That's there. got that's got Orson Fortune energy. Uh, yeah, it does for sure. What was Gerard <laughs> Butler's name in Plane? Yeah, it was good. We'll think of it before. Yeah, I can't. Before too long. It wasn't. But that, it was a similarly fairly, like yeah. like really on the nose. Yeah, action I'll look for it. You keep giving the rundown. Um, so Simon Phoenix, uh, played by Wesley Snipes, is kind of the. The man in question who the police are trying to nab, apparently he has kidnapped some 30 hostages, people who were on a bus that came through his neighborhood, and he scooped them up. Um, and he's in this warehouse that's you know surrounded just by carnage and fire, and the police are busting into their Hummers that have like snow plows on the front just crashing through the debris to get to him and his hideout. Um, but before the police get there in force, Sylvester Stallone who apparently has a reputation for being a bit of a renegade officer, flies in uh, in a helicopter, and he jumps out like on a bungee cord. And then he lands and kind of jumps in there into the warehouse to get Simon Phoenix and save the hostages all on his own before before his backup arrives. And he finds Phoenix, and they're standing there, and they you know it's a big action sequence. And he ends up getting... Um, getting out of there without finding the hostages. In the process, the building blows up because of a a little booby trap thing that uh, Simon Phoenix set up. And it turns out that, as we're told at the beginning of the movie anyway, that all the hostages were in there and they all died because of Sylvester Stallone's... Because he had to run in there and be a hero, he, you know, these hostages died. And he's constantly referred to as... The, the demolition. The demo. It's like a nickname that predates the movie, right? Like it's like people people call it. Like it's as if he's been trying You're to gonna, make it catch right, on, yeah. right? Yeah, right. And people are like, uh, "Yeah, the chief at the beginning is like, you got to cut out. You know, I'm tired of all this demolition man stuff. You know, yeah. It's like, it's like as if as if you know he's been calling himself that around town, right? Um, so feels like it. The punishment for all this, because they catch Simon Phoenix in the process, is we got to freeze him. It's like, apparently in this, in 1996, we're not very far into the future no. when we're making this movie in 1992, 93. But apparently they think in 1996, we will have the technology not to imprison people for right. life sentences, but just deep freeze them. Right. We're going to put them in this cryo prison thing. Right. I where think they get, that was like in the, because it wasn't like Michael Jackson in the process of trying to freeze himself. Yeah. I think that there is like, it like was a, a sub, thing. Yeah. There's a subculture that I think was trying to figure out this right. in like, in like their back sheds. Right, yeah. yeah. People trying to, you know, freeze things for future, for living in the future, whatever. Right. So it was, maybe it was of the moment, but the punishment that Simon Phoenix gets for being caught and being this, this warlord or whatever is to be frozen in ice for, you know, indefinitely, like a whole lifetime, whatever. But then also Sylvester Stallone's character, because he inadvertently killed those hostages and and dishonorably, you know, charged in without without permission, he also gets sentenced to something like 40 years in prison or 70 years or some number. So he also gets frozen. So they're both frozen. Correct. That's the setup. This is that's the prologue. And then it's like opening titles. Right. Then we jump ahead in time. Yeah. Now we're in the year 2032. Correct. We're currently in the year as viewers in 2023. So very yeah. close. Just kind of reverse I, those numbers. Can I blow your mind even more? Are you going to say that it's August 3rd? Yeah. Because I watched the movie today and I saw it and I was like, holy cow. Kelsey I know. Was like, Did you plan this? I'm like, no. So when we get to the future, August it's August 3rd, 2032. Yeah. And we're recording today on August 3rd. 2023 yeah it's it was fate it was fate um so it's of course uh the thing about the future that becomes very clear is it's this kind of utopia idyllic everybody is kind of full of joy or at least they've all been kind of coached to speak that way and be very positive with each other and there's no violence and there's no crime and 
It's, it seems like they've got something figured out. If if they all seem naive about it, right. they seem to have a functioning society. But then, for some reason, Wesley Snipes' character wakes up from his was he up for parole prison. or something like that? Yeah, they were like they were like interrogating him or interviewing him as What's, part of some yes, parole right, process, yeah. even though it seemed like a formality. Like we're right. putting you but back in the ice, Phoenix. Someone was working working him, right? So. Anyway, he breaks out in that moment of freedom right. and starts causing trouble. And because he's a violent uh, criminal from the 20th century, right. the cops of the, of the current era, even though we're only 40 years later, <laughs> don't seem to know what to do about it. Like, At all. They're like, he's hurting people. He's killing people. We don't even know how to handle this. Right. We don't even know it's, how to talk to criminals. Right, we're like, yeah. we're in, we have no idea. We've, our society has so moved on from having to deal with this kind of thing. Right. And so they decide to stop Simon Phoenix. They need to also resurrect from his cryo sleep John Spartan, the demolition man. Yeah. Because to he quote, caught him before. To quote the movie, uh, you need to send a maniac to catch a maniac. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so they get them both out. They're running around the new future world. Uh, and it's sort of a combination of action and satire and comedy even i would say because the premises you know stallone is like this man and phoenix are like these men from another time and a lot of the jokes at least at stallone's expense are like this what this is how things are in the future and it's yeah his sort of police handlers who are played by sandra bullock mainly is like the the modern day Huxley? police officer yeah who's who's uh with him all the time um, Benjamin Bratt's also there. Um, they're like kind of teaching him about how things are these days. Very fish out and, of water. And, yeah, and making fun of how like primitive his uh, his right. ideas about how things right. are are. Um, so there's this weird comedy. This is very jokey. There's like this comedy element to it. Meanwhile, it, there are these like you know action sequences where Wesley Snipes is killing people or guns are firing everywhere. Of course, Stallone's got to get in there and uh, right, yeah. throw some punches and, and shoot yeah. two pistols while he jumps sideways across the screen. That of kind of thing. Mission yeah. Impossible 2 style. <laughs> that's right. So that's that's yeah. more or less a Demolition Man. Um, yeah, I mean, I, we normally, we get to, we'll get to our pros and cons uh, of this. I did note, so you mentioned um, where the movie opens in 1996. So apparently in the original script the movie just started in 2032 and then the last person to take a crack at the script added the whole 1996 stuff i felt that okay that makes sense to me and his justification for this was it's hard to appreciate the future when you kind of don't know where you came from he kind of gave this wizard of oz analogy like you can't appreciate oz if you haven't been in kansas kind of a situation i was like oh i can kind of see that the although i do wish I mean, we'll get into this, this, but I wondered why they didn't leap forward more. And I, ha- I have one yeah, idea noted. It wasn't a big leap. Um, um, but we'll get, we'll get to that. Um, that's down yeah, on my list. That, that makes sense to me because right. I had to go back after I finished the movie and watch the beginning again because I, I felt like I had missed some things. And we can talk about that and, and we get to like the con side maybe too because it was like... Was there some key bit of setup here that I missed? That because I I wasn't tracking like the whole motivation for a couple of things, so it makes sense to me that the beginning may have come after right. the fact because it didn't right. quite match up to me with what followed in right. in at least one key way. Right. So I'll be curious to see what your thought was on that. So pros in general, do you think this movie? is successful in what it's trying to do. Can I ask you it that way? Like are there things about it that you appreciated that you're like, yeah, it's it's trying yeah. to be funny and I, it's funny or it's trying to be this and it's this. I, I'll say this. Yeah. I, I wasn't quite sure what the movie was trying to do <laughs> at the beginning. Like yeah. for the f- first half of it almost, I wasn't quite sure. Are you trying to be right. funny? Right. Um, cause it's not, but if you're just, it, but if you are aware of that, then it is, you know, right. you're sort of having that conversation with yourself. Um, and so I, I struggled with the beginning of the movie, um, because it is the, the, the lines are just so over the top or so bad. Right. You're like, you don't know if you're like secondhand embarrassment. This is cringy. This is whatever. Right. But, um, 
for me, the movie got better as I went on. It felt like it kind of became like I, I at least gave over to like, oh, this is this is what the movie is going to be. It is right. this, this very goofy future world in terms of the it almost feels like two different kinds of movie. Like we not only did we jump in time, but I feel like maybe we jumped genres from like the opening yeah, movie. That, like that's this fair, is very yeah. like kind of gritty, you know? Yeah. I mean, there were some bad lines exchanged, but pretty dark, pretty violent. And now we're sort of to like this very Ben Yeah, all the cops they're so like goofy and silly. Right. It felt like I went almost to like a um like the Jets like Tim something. Allen should have <laughs> showed up at some point, you know, like oh yeah. yeah, that makes sense, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um I mean Rob Schneider is gets his little cameo in there or whatever. Rob Schneider, yeah, yeah. So <clears throat> It was just such a leap. I'm like, whoa, this is where we're going. Right. But you're still bringing Stallone's kind of grittiness. Right. Right. And so, um, so okay. So you're back to your question was, what was the question? What was the movie trying to do? Oh, trying to, so, are, are you appreciative of right, any of I that? do think it was eventually, and if I, sorting my thoughts here, was, was trying to be somewhat satirical. You know, yeah. like it's over the top. Like here's what we all would probably want: no violence, a peaceful world. Right. Um, but it also exposes. In order to do that, we got to kick some people to the curb, like the whole Dennis right. Leary, Dennis Leary, and his, like the the Morlocks or whoever, right? Living, yeah, <laughs> living we, under they, the ground, right? Yeah. And that, and you also, um, you know, like you you you're kind of learning about this world as Stallone does, right? You know, yep. and so what What other things, you know, like there's so many things you can't do. Yeah, it's kind like, of a police state. It's like a surveillance state. Like you're the, monitored all the time, no matter what you're doing. Right. So it's is yeah. this really fun? Am I really happy? I can't, you know, there's so many rules that I, I right. don't know. There's Is there no freedom? You know, kind of this idea. Yeah. Like you don't even want to touch each other's hands on the high five. <laughs> no swearing <laughs> is allowed. That was... Yeah stupid right. and then became really funny because they just didn't give up on that joke the yeah. entire movie violation of the verbal morality statute. yeah you're talking about they have these little ticket like receipt printers yeah. on the walls everywhere where if it hears yeah. you swearing it like prints out a ticket like you right. find and stallone and uh snipes are cursing it's an r-rated movie <laughs> right. for right. violence and swearing yeah and, and they back and in. they make a big deal out of the swearing to where it's comical yeah really or when he goes he first gets there and he goes sees the bathroom and he's like hey uh he kind of whispers to santa yeah. look like there's no toilet paper in yeah there. and they're like and they laugh like, at him and right she's like a history buff so she's like telling the other cops like oh back in the 20th century they use crumpled up paper to wipe <laughs> them so you know and they're all snickering at him and then he ends up just walking up to the uh, the swear ticket uh, printer and just like saying like ten dirty words and right. then getting a handful of tickets so and go, go wipe. Yeah, so he's like yeah, I'll be right back. And he goes and he's just, yeah, that's a good little bit. Yeah, right. So like there are little moments of brilliance where it's like like it seems like they're really in tune with the, the humor of it and like the balance between you know Stallone, right. tough guy, you know. And the the future sort of soft people and right. like really playing up the humor of it all and letting him get the one liner in. And then there are other times where the one liners and things, they just like you're saying, they feel so hokey <laughs> that it's like, Ugh. like right. oh, we're doing that now. Okay, yeah. OK. But there are moments where I think it really it finds its p- the right, right pitch, you know. And it's I like, mean, oh, the f- the future world they created, like visually the cars yeah. and yeah. some of the things they did was. Yeah. I mean, I thought that that's kind of cool looking, you know. Sure. Um, so I felt like production design wise, that kind of stuff, or maybe you're not really. Yeah. In a movie like it this. didn't look like they were shooting in some like Hollywood street and they just like, you know, it felt like a, a newly built sort of world. They were right. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And so, um, yeah. So that's what I kind of noted. Like the, the design elements pretty good. Um, once I kind of just let go of my hope, like this movie is going to be something else or <laughs> <laughs> it actually got better. I liked it yeah. as it went on, which is, I don't know what that means exactly. Yeah. Um, I kind of rolled with it more. I leaned into yeah. it more. So does that, do you think that's just you adjusting to the movie? Like I'm, it might I'm be. adjusting to, um, to what's happening here. Yeah. I think I just, it was kind of like, the, a little bit of that, and I do feel like um, Sandra Bullock is really key for this movie. Yeah, she's good. She's I funny. feel like you'll 
her charm kind of pulls exactly. things together. Um, and she's just fun. It's easygoing. It's not, it's under two hours. Just barely. Just, like, I mean, it's like 155. But it, I mean, it's not over. I mean, as soon as you right. go, any minute over <laughs> right. is an eternity sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so I didn't feel like it was long. Um, and it had the, you know, the action was pretty, pretty decent um, for sure. the most part. Some sure. hokey special effects, but it's 1993. Yeah. Um, doing what they can. Um, yeah. It so seemed mostly I, practical until until yeah. a couple moments at the end with like kind of the freezing effects they have to do. Right. But mostly it's like people getting thrown through windows or you know people shooting this car, bullet right. holes bursting through the you know the, trading one liners, trading one liners. Right. It's 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 this genre I'm talking. It about, is right? this it's, genre. It's yeah. like they're hitting all the notes. I think. Um, and if you've seen, you know, these other like Schwarzenegger and Stallone and Jean Claude Van Damme, you know this this era of action movie. I mean, I think Street Fighter, which we we just talked about before we started, is like it's a it's the same genre of of movie where it's like right get your known quantity action star, put him in whatever story you want, right? Give him some one liners, have him kick butt in a couple scenes, do the thing people want to see him do. With Stallone, the thing people want to see you do is be Rambo, so let right. him be Rambo a couple times. Uh, and then you know, b- build a story around it. Get some lovable sidekicks, and, uh, and this you got wasn't, a movie. This wasn't based on any pre-existing material, was it? Not that I'm aware of. Okay, like you could have told me this is I based didn't... off a video game. I've been like, oh yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah, I don't think there's a video game. Okay, it may maybe there's some kind of novelization or something. I could imagine, but I don't think this is a case of like this is a Philip K. Dick's right. That's what I was wondering. Story that okay. is brilliant. I don't think that's the case. Um, but again, I didn't. I didn't. So look I thought I had seen it. Turns out I didn't. So I'm yeah. really watching the for the first time now. Dave, you have seen this movie. Yeah. Prior. That's right. And this was something growing up. You before you rewatched it. Yeah. You already had some good feelings for this movie. Yeah. In all the movies I've been talking about, um, for some reason, I feel like these were movies that my like if we were kind of flipping through channels and my dad saw it on this would be something we would you would leave on you know like oh let's watch this you know and we, and we all just kind of get a kick out you know you're not taking it super seriously no. it's just like this is funny and fun and and you know it's just kind of a meathead uh you know <laughs> that's like, a good way to describe yeah, it it's like it's it's not trying to be that sophisticated i actually i think this i, I don't know if we want to get into cons already but i feel like um we could because we might have more to talk about on that side than than pros, and I, I like I I am fond of this movie. I though, I, but I don't really think it's a great. It's not a great movie, <laughs> but I'm fond of it, and so right. I don't have a whole bunch to say. I can, we can give more examples of funny things, but um, it's it's um, well. Let me let me circle back to positive things first before we move on. Then, so we don't get we don't get too sidetracked. I think there are other funny scenes, like other things that are like I like the cop sequence where um wesley snipes is using that kind of atm kind of booth yeah and he's turns out he's a computer whiz for whatever reason and he's uh you know finding all the information he wants to find and all the cops kind of circle and confront him and this is where you finally see that the cops don't they don't know how to deal with uh criminals because they just haven't had to in their careers and so the the whatever the lead man has a, a little screen he's like what do i say to this guy and it's like tell him to tell him to you know whatever get on the ground with his hands behind his head in a in an assertive voice or right, something yeah. and so he does it and then Wesley Snipes is like yeah whatever he goes back to doing the thing and then he's like now what do i do he didn't do it and then it's like oh say it say it even louder like right. issue the take a step forward and issue the ultimatum again and then say or else i know <laughs> right? so he got through and then he like sort of they play this like weird hip-hop uh like background music while Wesley Snipes then proceeds to like kind of right punch and kick his way out of that group of people and it turns out they they're all just helpless it's like this funny like they're holding up their hands like don't hit me and then he kicks in between the legs and they crumple over and it's it's like you know that to me sort of sets the tone for the movie and it's like i'm like okay i get it it's action but it's not like gritty action you know it's it's more like jackie chan action right not as advanced and choreographed right. as that, but it's that kind of like slapstick action and like people there's a lot of people shooting other people or at other people, but it's not a bloody movie. 
it's it's just like a lot of you know it's a lot of flash and bang and like yeah and and it's it there it, it is a kind of a childlike energy to it even though it's a rated r movie yeah you mentioned jackie chan i guess that's who they wanted to cast before snipes really yeah <laughs> See, I, that's I, one of my I, tidbits i walked into that I'd and never he uh he turned it down because he was afraid he would mess with his persona his image because he's the good guy always so he didn't feel like he could be oh, the villain. And there's even a joke in the movie. Stallone yeah. says something about Jackie Chan. She says, he says to Sandra Bullock's character, like, where'd you learn to kick like that? And she oh. was like, Jackie Chan movies. Yeah. You know, as, so. they, as they walked um, the So yeah, balls. I thought that was kind of uh, a funny. And also another tidbit was, so Snipes is a, like a martial arts master, like in real life. I've heard that about him. Yeah, And uh, they, if you're, if, to you, now I didn't quite notice it as much, but if the his punching and kicking looks weird or off or lurchy, I think is the word they kept using. Lurchy. It's because they, uh, the filmmakers asked him to slow down his punches and kicking because it was so fast. What they said it was blurring. This sounds made up. I, I th- well, maybe it is. It's it's, <laughs> it's a, like it's Snipes a issued I found his, a couple times. He issued his own press release. Maybe, that included, it's like I was so and he fast. did. He they had to could rope be, him in. I don't think he was an immediate yes. But eventually gave in. So yeah, it's a wild role. I, it's we haven't really paused on him much, but it's worth describing. Like he has, he's doing kind of a. This might be insulting, but like a like a Dennis Rodman kind of. Like he's got like right. the bright. He's got like this bright, like kind of bleach blonde right. hair, and he's. I think he has like a contact lens in, so one of his eyes is blue and yeah. one of his is brown, and he's he, wearing this like bright, like overalls and bright colored shirts. Yep. And, Later in the movie, he has kind of a Mad Max kind of getup made of like old tires and stuff, and it's, and he's kind of a cartoon villain. Like he's like the Joker, right? You know, he's just kind of he just he's full of jokes and one-liners, and he's and it's just like the rhythm of his speaking is like it's very punchliney, bouncing like, around. Like everything he says is a punchline. Yeah, like very. Not, that's a good. There's not a good lot way to of, put it. <laughs> there's not a lot of anything but that. Yeah. If and you would have so said, yeah, like Demolition Man, this is based on this graphic novel or comic book right. i would have been like oh i see it right right so his character I, you you texted me while you're watching the movie and i was like yeah like enjoy all the acting like well it seems <laughs> like he's over you know, like everything's kind of overacted and like really over the top and really big right every line is big every everything is said like with like a wink everything is you know everything's a joke or like a corny joke. And I, again, that's, it's sort of just sign of the times and the genre. And that's maybe what you expect. You know, you expect Stallone to like have the one liner before he shoots the bad guy. Right. Like that's just, that's just the trope, you know, you gotta do it. He's got to say something. Got to do it. Um, so there's a lot of that. And so I could see how if, if you find that kind of thing, just so groan worthy that you can't take it, then demolition man is not for you because it's wall to wall that, (laughs) But, but I think it is endearing in its own way. Like there are parts that are, to me, other parts that are like genuinely funny. You mentioned this earlier, but the seashell bit um, about the toilet paper. Yeah, I thought that was stupid. I think it's, I th- I wish the movie had more of that. Right. Because it kind of speaks to one of the problems. So what I'm referring to is in the movie, back to that toilet paper scene we described when he's just getting there and he's yeah. like, you know, they're telling him how bathrooms work. And he's like, yeah, there's no toilet paper in there. All they had were these three seashells. And then Rob Schneider like, like turns to other everyone else and goes like, he doesn't know how to use the three seashells. <laughs> and, he, and he laughs. And that's it. And they don't explain it. And they never explain it for the whole movie. No. Like, there's a shot of I think at least one bathroom later on. Yeah, she walks back home. There's just like a little shelf, and there's three little like two inch like half a clam shell shells in a row. The implication being that somehow you use these three shells to, right. to clean up after you use the bathroom. I guess. I <laughs> don't know. But I, what, here's what I appreciate about it that I think opens the door to something that I, that I didn't really love about the movie and I think would improve it drastically, which is they don't explain about the seashells and yet you still get it. You know, you get it that the joke is it's just something from the future that Stallone doesn't understand. It doesn't really matter that they explain it or don't explain it. You still get the joke. Whereas I think for almost all of the rest of the movie, everything is like 
over explained to him. Okay. You know, so it's like I wish I wish less was explained. Like it seemed like even before he was in the room, people were giving these little monologues telling you all about how things are in the future. Right. Or all the benefits of this cryotechnology. Or oh how this is never gonna, you know, nothing could ever go wrong with this thing. Or oh how you know, it's like people give these long speeches that clearly are just there to inform the viewer about the facts of the world. Right. That no one would ever really say to each other because that just wouldn't make sense to explain things so plainly to people right. who already know. <laughs> so the seashells, to me, represent how it should. It's the attitude that they should have taken more often, which is just like let the joke be that they know and he doesn't know, and they don't have to explain it to him. Right? You know, it's like. But how long can you get away with that? Pretty long, you, you know. I, well, think, I mean, that seashell bit you can, but yeah, could you have more things? I just mean, if you just showed me like them getting like, frozen and unfrozen, like yeah. I would understand the procedure, right? I don't need to explain to me. Or yeah. you showed me like that, um, I don't know, like any bit of technology they're showcasing yeah. going like, this is the future, you know, like you can just do it and show me how it works and show him being kind of flummoxed by it. And I get it without anybody going like right. you, you caveman, like in your time, things were like this. But right. in our time, things are like you don't need people to say that because it's true. already telegraphed by what people are doing and how they're reacting. So <laughs> that's that's an immediate kind of bummer for me while watching the movie. It's like science fiction movies for me fall into those two camps. There are ones that spend a lot of time explaining themselves in this new futuristic world they've created. It, and right. there's the ones that don't spend a lot of time. Right. If you watch a movie like Dune, the new Dune, not the old, not the old Dune, if you watch the new Dune, they don't stop and explain the world. You're just launched into it and people are talking local politics and they're talking right, yeah. and you just, by virtue of just being immersed in it, you get a sense of what this place is all about right. and how this universe is and what its rules are. And then no one watch, has to stop and explain them no, to you. That's right. Then you go watch a Dune Explain video. <laughs> you go watch, you're like, <laughs> I don't understand this world. And then you go watch Screen Rant's two hour <laughs> breakdown video. Yeah. yeah. But I would rather feel like I was... a I was missing something and just right. being allowed to be immersed well, in the world than to have everything stopped and explained. Correct. Me. I mean, it definitely gets to a point where you're like, it's just, it's just too much. You're telling me too much information. Right. I know this is important. I get it. Yeah. Okay. So I, f I feel like we're kind of on the same page. Yeah. For what it is, it was pretty fun. It has its charms. But it's not a it's right. not a good movie. So let's see, kind of with our cons, and maybe this is where it'll go. And you already started on this. Yeah, our con, like that you had, like it's over explaining. So that could have been an uh, an easy, maybe slightly easy thing to readjust and improve the movie. Yeah, it's a, so script, a script issue. Yeah, what me for me, and I mentioned this earlier, was like this drastic shift in tone to the point of Stallone. Like it didn't go far enough forward for me in the future um in yeah. terms of like i would i get i mean i guess kind of it did but it didn't because he does he at least at one point he runs into someone he knows right someone who was like a young man in his and this time person and like that's what i don't get like it felt like there was still like and he was a police officer right so you don't you couldn't explain to these people how like sometimes you might have to punch someone if right. they don't listen to you or people would used to get murdered and now right yeah <laughs> like it felt like that was too like you needed to go another hundred right, years right. or so to justify the world they were trying to convey which was like people no are so one, naive that they right, they're incompetent correct. you need to go farther yeah um, but I think one of the reasons for that, and I read was, uh, so we know Stallone had a wife and a daughter Yep. and they're neither one exists in the future world. They didn't make it. Well, right? you don't know that for sure about the daughter. Right. Well, the daughter, I guess, apparently that was going to be a subplot. She was going to show up. Ooh, now okay. she would have been much older. Right. If this was however many years or whatever the case right. was. Right. But I guess they dropped it. Sure. So that's maybe why there's kind of an opening for it in the right. script. But it but felt it like I couldn't get like with Stallone. Like you've just been unthawed. You're in this world. You're you're you thought unth unthawed. <laughs> We're both you, doing it now. I, I said thought. I said de thought. 
I said thought. You said unthought. Oh, I said unthought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's you're, frozen, I think. Unthought. <laughs> you're being thought out. <laughs> now I feel like I got a lisp. Is that what I thought? Uh, so. <laughs> Sorry. I, 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 Stallone's defrosted. Yeah. And um, he, like, I felt like he, okay, if you're going to tell me he lost his wife and his kid, I need to see some more emotion like it felt like he he does he kind of is upset about it. Like I lost my wife and my kid, and then right. twenty minutes later he's he's about he's gonna sleep with Sandra Bullock. Right, Sandra Bullock's Give him like, the opportunity. Do you want to have sex with me tonight? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like a, there's like a eight second pause. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. yeah um. You're like, okay. Yeah, he's not very remorseful about. Well, uh, and like that. it didn't. I feel like it. I wish there would have been. St- not to give him something to fight for a little bit more than just getting the bad guy getting his revenge like if you know so but it isn't a time like you can't go back in time you can only freeze yourself and go forward right um but i don't know you know and i don't know if like early on they simon even if he would have been the one to like one if one of the hostages early on would have been his wife and simon phoenix Sure. Acted like he indirectly killed her or did something where he's yeah needs this guy needs just isn't the bad guy yeah, that I'm gonna right. need to get. It's gotta be something a little more and at that point maybe then they would have he, he I get Sandra Bullock becomes like the love interest for him, but not it wasn't so like it, it, you didn't really need that, I don't think. Yeah, right. You're right that he like he he pretty quickly just agrees to the whole scenario, right? They right. they they wake what, him my up. My wife was dead. I gotta catch Simon Phoenix. Right. Okay. They wake him up. They're like, we need we brought you back for one reason. Stop asking questions about your family. We need you to go get Simon Phoenix. Right. And he's like, Simon Phoenix. And then he, he just he's just all for it. And it's right. like, shouldn't you be asking more questions? Shouldn't you be like, like a right. little more? No, and I get like happening. if you're gonna go down that road, right. now it's gonna be a different movie, right? To some right. degree, right. but it's almost like then why even right. have it? Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's why not can't s- you just be a loner guy? You didn't have any family or friends. Yeah, we froze you. I mean, lest, lest we forget, it's not. It's not self-reflective man. It's not family man. You're right. It's demolition man. He's Demo. only there for one thing. Demo. He's there to demolish. Right. He doesn't really think right. about anything else. <clears throat> He's he just you know Destroy they tell you stuff. in the title that his whole the whole right. the whole range of his personality involves Demo. being a man and demolishing. Do you need me to destroy this? <laughs> All right. It's pretty on the nose. That is true. Um, so, yeah, I agree. I agree that motivationally it's 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 a little undercooked. I, that's that's sort of what I was getting at at the beginning when you said, oh, maybe the beginning was or that it was written after the fact or after the body of the movie was written, because it does feel like two sections. We have this 1996 prologue and then maybe five minutes later, a, a, 10 at the most to jump to the where the, where the rest of the movie is. Right. And what I missed when why I went back to watch it was I didn't understand why like it made perfect sense to me why Simon Phoenix was frozen. Like he they caught the bad guy, they froze him for life, right? Yeah. That was his imprisonment. But I'm like it seemed to me at the beginning there that Stallone like when you're introduced to Stallone, he's just standing on the back of a helicopter and he jumps out and he's like, you're like, oh, this is the good guy. He's going to get the bad guy. Right. And he goes, he confronts the bad guy and he punches his lights out and he gets him out of the building. The building explodes. You're like, nice job, good guy. And then they're like, oh, it turns out there were 30 hostages in there. So you also have to go to prison for the rest of your life. So And I'm like, huh? Like, why, why is he getting a life sentence I thought he was one of. The, I thought he was the good guy. I thought he was one of the cops. I just don't. They didn't do a great job of like walking you through how it was his fault that these other people died and why the punishment would be life imprisonment. And I think it could be done. It, like a couple more clear yeah. lines would have made it e- easier to yeah. understand. I think they were saying like what they were saying was he went in without permission and like. Right. disregarded orders and charged in there as the quote-unquote right. demolition man. When and he got should've... people, you got peop- these people killed. Right. But, but they, they, don't, do not they don't say all that before he does it. Right. They say all that really quickly with a couple lines after he does right. it. And does Snipes like, say anything to him about yeah, that? Yeah, Snipes says like, he's like, they're like, what about the hostages? And Stallone says, there weren't any hostages in there. I checked. I did a thermo scan, and there were only eight bodies in there, all of Simon Phoenix's men. Right. 
And so then Phoenix goes, uh, oh, well, you know, there, I, whatever, they're worth, he killed all of them. It was all his fault. And then this firefighter comes around the corner and goes, there's bodies in there right. everywhere. Because they had already been killed, though. Of them. Well, he doesn't, Phoenix tells you that way later. Right, yeah. But, but that's why the but thermo scan if, checked out. But it's right. But it's as if the cops there in the moment just took Simon Phoenix at his word and were like, oh, yeah, yeah, Stallone, you get frozen right. too for the rest of your life. Like, yeah. we're, we're believing this bad guy that you killed, you know? It's like, wasn't, shouldn't have there been an investigation where they found out? It just seemed like right. the movie needed an excuse. What? And if you're telling me it was written after the fact, this makes more sense. They needed an excuse to have them both frozen so yeah. that they could both wake up in the future. Right. And the reason for Phoenix makes a lot of sense, right. and the reasoning for Stallone's character was a little thin, right. but it just but felt like... But it also like, sounds out like, because there was like 30 hostages, and, right. and Stallone sounded like he's saying, guys, there's no one else in there. Right. And he, and this other cop, come, firefighter comes out right. and goes, there's a bunch of heads rolling around. <laughs> right. Right. Now, I don't, I think I'm going to believe Simon Phoenix, because I, you know... Right, right. Because just based on what you said was no one's in the building. They didn't even do, but I get it. They yeah. didn't stop to go... Could he have killed these guys? They didn't ask any good questions. Right. Partly because right. I think they're just looking for a reason to freeze this guy. Exactly. It's it's it just happened. We need really to lock fast. him up, it freeze him really up. Fast. Um, so that was my that was my question. Why I had to go back and watch because the whole movie I was like, wait, why was he frozen to begin with? Like, why is this? Why was yeah. he punished for you know forty years or whatever? It I like that like you went back. It was just to you know I can I can scrub like like the best of them you know I like that go right back to the beginning hit it roll it roll it back um, it was yeah too so big any I mean that for me really like the 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 cons I sort of mentioned that I let go of which kind of become pros I guess a little bit just in terms of like you roll with some of this over the top humor yeah I that's pointed a decision out some of the things make. that didn't work yeah. for me. Um, Right, I don't think the movie landed. Right, it just felt like it was kind of two different movies, um, and so if you just kind of let go of like, oh, this felt like it was going to kind of be a little more serious, um, and again, right. it's just not. And right. Stallone's this guy. <laughs> it's just not. <laughs> and yeah. here we go. Yeah, I think that's my that's my other kind of gripe too is that there's so many like threads of interesting satire that. Might have made the movie more thoughtful had they been explored more, but th they're really just there as window dressing to be like, "Oh, isn't this a, isn't this a crooked little future we've been dropped into, or isn't right. this, you know?" And so there's a lot of like lip service to like, you know, there's this thing going on in the background of like it's it turns out the there's like this very rich man in the future who concocted this whole scheme to wake them up, right? And he brought him back actually in order to like assassinate these like rebels who live underground because they might upset this nice pretty world they have up on the surface. Correct. And so there's an interesting story there of like rich people like injecting violence into society in order to keep the poor people poor and keep themselves rich. Right. Like there's a there's a you can do a lot with a story like that. And there's a lot of science fiction stories that have that kind of segmented class thing and people rising up to challenge the people on the surf. You know, that's yeah. a, that's a pretty standard setup. Standard. So they have that here, but it's not really developed very far. People aren't really given very serious motivations. It's like it's not really clear why this guy is so right. intent on like you know he's he's willing to let all these people die just to just to I don't know it's it, it doesn't quite make sense and even like Dennis Leary's side of it who's like the rebel leader underground yeah, I like Dennis his Leary. side of it I like Dennis Leary too in general but like his side of it doesn't really make sense either no because they get to a point where you know Stallone and and Sandra Bullock are going down underground to kind of go like get kind of the skinny on these people down below and kind of ultimately team up with them. But uh, Dennis Leary gets his chance to give a little monologue, give oh, a little yeah. speech about why he's uh, why he's chosen to live underground and not up there with all the fat cats and their fancy stuff and right. their phony lifestyles. And there's a chance there for him to give like a really interesting speech about this police state that is up there and how all your freedoms are taken away and how like life on the it might seem on the surface that their lives are comfortable and nice and friendly and joyful but actually they're all miserable and they're all robots whatever whatever but instead the speech he gives 
while it has some of those themes, like the examples he chooses all seem like not very important. No. <laughs> He's like, I want to eat ribs whenever I want. I want to have a T-bone steak and a beer whenever right, I want. Yeah. It's like, these are the reasons you've chosen to live underground <laughs> and eat rats <laughs> because they don't let you eat what you want to eat. Right. It would be like, it would be like when they, you know, they ban whatever trans fats you know, oh, in right. real life, and you'd be like, I'm going to go live in a bunker underground because the government doesn't want me eating trans. It's like, that's the hill you're going to die on? Like, you right. want to eat certain foods? And so, like, his speech was, right. it was like a moment for them to add a layer of, like, seriousness and to they went the more condition. Comedy. And they went more comedy, because you got Dennis Leary, maybe, and, and maybe that's just the way he's going to deliver it. You know, right. he's like, I want to cover my body in green jello. And, why, and I'm like, why, why are these your examples? Like, shouldn't, shouldn't you be saying like, I want to live free with my family. I want to do, you know, like, and maybe that is the subtext of what he's saying. But what he, he said, what he is saying is so silly that I'm like, I don't really care about your cause here. I don't, maybe I'm not, at that point, it's just being consistent not, with the rest so, yeah, of the movie. I'm not taking you seriously. So, yeah, I guess they're just... There are like moments where the sat, the inherent satire of the setup and the kind of poking it was doing at rich people, at conglomerates, at even like fast food franchises. Like, look, these fast food franchises are taking over the world. Or look, like, like commercial jingles have replaced music. People don't even listen to music in the future. They just listen to jingles from old commercials. Like, that's how much marketing has just taken the place of people's like content. Right. Uh, you know, consumption. And that's like a really grim and sad and funny like take on the future is that like everyone just listens to advertisements all the time right, and yeah. those are the songs they sing when they're when they're feeling yeah. good. And it's like, oh, that's kind of eerie. It is a little. But the movie doesn't really explore it. It's just like a funny gag. And right, then, it could have been move more on interesting. Right. And so it just seems like there's there was a lot of un untapped potential in the in the satire. It could have been more like an idiocracy. You know, a movie like that where the satire is laid on a lot more thick and it's like these people in the future are idiots and look how much, you know, look at where their ideas got them and look right. at the consequences of these things that kind of remind you of your own life today. Damn. Where this is like, look at the cons it's yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't put its foot on the pedal hard enough to like really make it sing and right. really make it, you know make it a lot more so that was my big thing it's like man this has a lot of potential to be a good biting kind of science fiction satire but at the end of the day it's it's just it wants to have it's too light you know it's too light and right. fun and not really that serious and right it didn't want to go there it's where it lands you know? right um you know more more swearing jokes with the uh the little ticket the ticket dispenser that's and, pretty funny uh, though it, it got to, it got to be funny it got it, got, it, I thought it was down. stupid and then it got to be funny <laughs> So, so what's our your, the final verdict here? Final verdict, um, it's it's got some memorable moments. It, it has its charms. I'm not sure it's something people need to seek out. I think this is maybe like for aficionados only. You know, if you're like right. if you're like us and are maybe a little curious about Sandra Bullock's early roles, because this is one of her first her first or you're big just, roles. Just, or you know, like you said, you're just the, the 80s, 90s. You like this kind of science, these campy science fiction yeah. movies from the late 80s and early 90s, where you got a big muscly action yeah. star and you got some colorful side characters yeah. and goofy costumes. Like I like it, so I'm into it, even yeah. though I know it's bad. But it's uh, it's right. not. I can't sit here and say like this is required viewing for right. anybody for any reason. I, I I give it a pass. So yeah. I did, I mean, I was curious. I, now I feel like this is going to be what I do with every film. I saw what Siskel Niebert had to say. Yeah, right. One of them gave a thumbs up and the other one didn't. Okay. Um, I think Ebert gave it the thumbs up. And Siskel, while I think enjoying it, couldn't quite bring himself to give yeah. it the thumbs up. Yeah. Um, I've ended up enjoying it. I will say because we just recently also did another, arguably a Sandra Bullock kind of stinker. Uh, yeah. Film by considered by many. We speech. liked it. We liked I, it. I think I I enjoyed Speed Two more than Demolition Man. I think I might have too. But um, that was again. I think there is something to be said of like, if you have seen this movie and you haven't seen it in a while, there's a good chance you like you're kind of in like where Dave was like. Yeah. Um, but even if you're like this, you might just know if you were like me, you might go into it. You got to get past like. 25 minutes half hour and then let go and give over to demolition man and uh it can be enjoyable you know i mean as soon as um, rob schneider shows up you should know what you're getting and it's into. certainly 
we we spoke about this when we did our stepbrothers episode. Yeah. There is this interesting phenomena of like this movie is better in my head now. Yes. I w- I was thinking of this while we were talking like half an hour ago while we were talking. I yeah. had that same thought. Yeah. And same with stepbrothers. Right. Where we maybe didn't love it as much as the rest of the world. Um but like going back and thinking about it, right. I'm glad I saw it as with this. And I feel like there's yeah. certain parts when I it's think quotable. of moments and lines, it is very quotable. Right. Um, it's funny. Like I could, you know, think of people love sending little pictures and memes. Uh, there's you, you could demolition man, my demolition creep, creep man, into your, might creep into my uh, rotation. So, yeah. Um, Maybe that's a strategy, right? You fill a movie, because Step Brothers is like this too. You fill a movie with so many punchlines that just by virtue of... You beat people into submission. Well, you beat them into submission, but you also, like, what? at least a couple of them are going to land. You know, even if if one out of every ten, if if nine out of every ten are stinkers, and you get one that lands, well, you got your quotable line from the movie, even if it took kind of throwing a lot at the viewer before they're like... Yeah, no, I have to admit that one part was funny. Like you got him, right? right? And so it's kind of that kind of movie where it's like just throw a lot at him, throw a lot of jokes, um, these funny scenarios. Like give Stallone a one-liner as often as you can, and eventually you'll get somebody to laugh, and then they'll yeah. go like, "Yeah, I, I like that movie," you yeah, know, because I I did laugh. Like I had a I had a good time. Right. Oh, that was funny, you know. Yeah. So maybe that's that's part of the machine the machine plan is yeah. Like, just just hit him with everything you got and hit hope, it. <laughs> right. the best. Give him the Demolition Man treatment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The demo treatment. The demo treatment. So Demolition Man, Hungry Man, Demolition Man. Demolition. Quite a pair. Yeah. We defrosted. I'm double checking to make sure he's the right word. We defrosted two things. <laughs> right. Uh, one dinner, one movie. Yeah. One uh, Sylvester Stallone. Demolition Man. Uh, <laughs> is it The Demolition Man or just Demolition Man? I think Man? it's just Demolition Man. It is uh, just like it is Hungry Man. <laughs> Yeah, not the hungry man. <laughs> it is on uh, Max. Oh, uh, right I now. watched it on YouTube. Interesting factoid. Oh yeah, almost every movie I've watched on YouTube so far has been three ninety nine to okay. rent. This movie, for whatever reason, two ninety nine. Oh, dollar cheaper. Demo so, price. I don't know if I don't know if that was just which like, is cheaper than subscribing to HBO <laughs> or just true. Max. So that's true. That's so, true. but you can uh, find this one. Demolition Man is out there, unlike Sling Blade, which if we can track down, maybe we'll we'll watch. We'll eventually uh, watch yeah, for you one of these Slingblade. days. But at the moment, um, missing in action, weirdly. But oh, yeah. m- more on that later. That's a Chuck it's, Norris it's, movie. It's a mystery. Are we gonna go missing down that road? I hope not. <laughs> Walker, Texas Ranger himself. Oh, All right. Um, thanks for listening. Grab yourself a Hungry Man dinner, uh, and we'll see you next week.